What is going on, everybody, and welcome back inside the lab to your source for off-season fantasy hockey news. And on today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, we got to get to a little bit of the nitty-gritty details, including Tanner Janot, Matthias Maselli, Connor Bedard, and Ross Colton all getting a little bit of money. But what does it mean for your fantasy squad? Tune in, tap in, and find out. Let's get right to it. You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy hump day, everybody, and I hope the summer is treating you well. Don't get too warmed up, though, because we're hitting the ice very, very soon. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And thank you for joining us for the Wednesday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Rodin. Make sure you check out his work all across YouTube, under NHL Quick Hits, and all across the Locked On Network. I'm your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Like I said, the NHL offseason is getting into the dormant days, but... Very soon, we will be dropping the puck on this upcoming season, so it's time to get this money. But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Go over and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Steele, on today's episode, you know, you and I have been busy. We got lots going on. You're moving East Coast, West Coast, all over, baby. But we're here to make sure that these fantasy fanatics have a little bit of what they need every single day. That's why we got to talk about Ross Colton. We're going to talk about Tanner Janot, Matthias Maselli, and of course, the wonder kid, Connor Bedard. But at the end of the day, Steele, I think there's some really sneaky fantasy value here to be discussed amongst some of these players. And at the end of the day, you know me, I need to hear your take. Ross Colton is perhaps the most intriguing. So I'll throw it right over to you. The signing, what does it mean for his value? And what are you thinking overall with this player? Yeah, you know, a few minor signings that we're just able to get to now, but starting off with uh, Ross Colton signing a four by four, $16 million mm-hmm. with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, you know, I think it's a little bit much for Agreed. Colorado to give up, considering that he's never put over 40 points in a season so far. He's only been in the league for three years. Uh, you know, something they needed help with was face-offs. He's, he was 56% in the face-off circle last year. So, that's again, that's something the Avalanche needed to address. And they went out and acquired two new centermen in replace of JT Comfer and Alex Newhook, guy that they let go and also traded in the offseason. Uh, Ross Colton, though, I, there is some fantasy value. The hits are up. The penalty minutes are up a little bit. Yeah. He could be a last-round, even second last-round draft pick. Um, again, this guy was only rostered at 6% on Yahoo fantasy league, I think a little bit higher on ESPN. So even throughout yeah. the entire year, one of those guys that just got picked up, not as frequently as others. But what, what I find really funny is from the Colorado avalanche standpoint, again, <laughs> uh, bringing in Alex Newhook and JT Comfer, like they traded Alex Newhook to Montreal and he ends up signing a $2.9 million AAV, uh, AAV deal with them. Mm-hmm. And then they also let go JT Comfer, who ended up signing a 5.1 million uh, deal with the Detroit Red Wings. And it's weird right. because both JT Comfer and Alex Newhook's contract add up to $8 million. And so do Ryan Johansson and Ross Colton's. And I don't mm. think that's mm. necessarily better. Like it's the same money for, I think, less huh. skilled guys. 
Yeah. Hey, this is one of those intriguing things, Steele, because Alex Newhook really disappointed last year. He did, yeah. We thought, no, but here I am thinking, now I might be even more willing to take a risk on Alex Newhook with this new energized opportunity with the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. I don't know. It's one. It's very funny that you bring up the money because it's one of those parallels that in fantasy hockey doesn't mean a ton right now. It might be the difference for your team if you sink into, you know what I'm saying? If you start yeah. buying into these couple, the last, what, two or three rounds of the draft, I think is accurate for Ross Colton. I'm with you 100%. That can really make or break your team. And you mentioned the peripherals with Ross Colton. And I think the one interesting angle that I want to take here is the difference between him playing the second line center and the third line center. Yeah. If he somehow starts the season on a bit of a heater, which isn't, I think, too far out of the question because now he is going to get more opportunity. He was pretty buried there in Tampa Bay, I think, Steele, up the middle and depth and forward-wise in general. He's a pretty young guy. If he gets to play with Lekkonen and Nichushkin, I'm going to take a risk on him right where you said. But if we're seeing these rushes, like, you know, in training camp and maybe he has an injury or he's not fitting in, I might just wait and see, and I might actually – be more willing to take a risk on those other guys that you mentioned, like Alex Newhook up the middle, and then maybe replace them with Ross Colton instead of vice versa. I could see that happening as well. And maybe he does get a chance on the second line. You know, obviously if yep. Johansson goes down to injury, which is quite uh, possible to happen could be. because yep. it, could, it could definitely most likely happen. Could definitely happen. Uh, another player who probably falls around the same uh, you know, round as Ross Colton is a current Tampa Bay member right now, mm -hmm. Tampa Bay Lightning member Tanner Janot, yeah. who also just signed two year deal with the Lightning for $5.33 million. Yep. And again, Tanner Janot, you know, I'm starting to, I was really hot on this guy uh, back in 2021. I'm starting Man. to think that the 2021 Tanner Janot was just a fluke. Like I was head over heels on what he was capable of as an undrafted player. And, yeah. you know, this guy can't be this, or this guy is the definition of a banger league beauty, 107 yes. penalty minutes, 290 hits. But yeah. again, going from 41 points down to 18, it's just sad. And to think about <laughs> what Nashville got in return, absolutely huge in Tampa Bay, Please. like received Cal foot who like hashtag so David promised. Poyle. Yeah. Hashtag David Poyle for the win. But yeah. you know, they, re they received Cal foot who shows promise in the, who's shown promise true, in the true. WHL and true. AHL and also received five draft picks. So yeah, um, I'm not really sure what Tampa Bay was thinking when giving up <laughs> that much for him. Well, but again, there is some fantasy yeah. value and I think he falls around the same as Ross, Ross Colton. I agree. Maybe even he's one of those guys steal that again, like, cause this is one of the things that you and I are going to have to start talking about as we get closer to the puck drop on the season, what's going on in training camp. What are yeah. those guys close to the team saying, right? Is Tanner, you starting to get looks on that, who knows, second power play, second line. We need to start factoring these things in because will it stick? No, but that might be the difference between do I leave him off my draft roster or do I take him in the final couple? And I wanted to leave this idea with you. They've shuffled the deck a little bit in Colorado and in Tampa Bay, right? There's a yeah. lot of new faces in both lineups. But I can't help but feel that this might be actually the year where Tanner Janot fits right into where he actually should be performing. Was his rookie year too far of a, a expectations? Yes. Was last year a bit of a regression? Yes. I think he might be able to fit in there, Steele, as like a guy who gets 
you know, 12 to 15 goals, 15 to 20 assists, you know, right there around that 30 to 35 point mark. Because this year, you know, he finishes, what what, what did he end up finishing with? Uh, 18 just, points. He had six goals, points. 12 assists. Right. So if let's say he just even finishes with 30 and he still brings all those banger league beauty categories, yeah. to me, he does become fantasy relevant. Because at 15 points, I don't want him on my squad. But at 30 or 35 points, plus all those banger league categories, I'd be happy to take him as my final or maybe like second last pick in the draft. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. It's exactly where I think Ross Colton and Tanner Janot should fall in this next year's fantasy draft. Because again, Colton, he has over the last two years put up back to back 30 plus seasons. Yep. Uh, Janot hasn't. And then again, the, those peripheral stats kind of balance each other out where they fall in those same uh, the same round. So I couldn't agree more with the, with those takes on uh, on Ross Colton and Tanner hey, Janot. Look at us. Look at us agreeing on something. Absolutely beautiful, just like FanDuel. We will yes. get to Matthias Michelli, finish off with Connor Bedard, who signed his entry-level contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. But, of course, got to talk about our good friends at FanDuel. And at the end of the day, Steel, both of the players that we just talked about are a part of amazing teams all around. So maybe that's not so bad of a flyer to take in terms of your last couple. But another beautiful winning team is our friends at FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. you got to be taking your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets back up to 200 bucks. That's right. Just 20 bucks down and you'll land 200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. I don't know what else you need to hear. That's 200 you can be spending on everything from the money line to the totals to who you think smacks that first home run, all on an app that's safe and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get that cash instantly, and there's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today. Go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get up to 200 bucks back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team, every single day. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. We appreciate all the love and support out there. Continuing on the conversation of some of these minor signings, that we are finally able to talk about. Mat- Matthias. Is it Matthias? Matthias? Here, let me just check this, because it's funny that you're saying that, Steel. Uh, also, shout out to our friends at Hockey Reference. It's Matthias Michelli. So it's Matthias Michelli. Matthias Michelli. Yeah, because yeah, I always go back and forth from Matthias. Me too. Matthias, but me too. Matthias Michelli signing a three-year deal with the Arizona Coyotes at yes, $3.425 million over the next yep. three years. Yep. Uh, so... You know, at 22 years old, that's a pretty good paycheck over the next three summers, over the next three seasons. Yep. Uh, and and I'll throw it over to you to start with this. Please. But this is a guy that we talked a little bit about at the yeah. end of the season last year. We did. And I think for some reason, Steele, and maybe not for some reason, we know the reason why this guy doesn't get enough love. He's playing in the absolute media vacuum and attention, you know, dead zone. That is the Arizona Coyotes. And I'm not here to take pot shots at the Arizona Coyotes franchise because they've been up against some really, really tough hands, including no support from local politicians and otherwise. But what you have here on your hands, I think, 
is a good opportunity to get a kid who might absolutely explode this year, Steele. That's my take on it. I'm not saying go out there and take him in the first four rounds. But right after the sixth, I'm having my eyes out for my boy here in Michelli. I don't know about the peripherals. And so what comes here is my standard. You know me with the broken record. Depending on the caveat of your format. Yeah. I'm really loving this player as someone other GMs are going to forget about because of where he plays. So I'm saying in one of those leagues, steel where like your team, you can only draft like, let's say five or six forwards, five or six D and there's a ton of GMs in it. I'm really loving Michelle. What did I say? Man, I'm already. Michelle. Michelle. As maybe one of your guys that you take a risk on as just an offensive boost because he's still getting comfortable in the league. But I don't know, Steele. I'm really, really intrigued about this guy. It's just hard to put a finger on because of where he plays. Yeah, he, he's a very promising young player for fantasy GMs out there. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. 49 points in 64 games in his rookie season yeah. with Arizona. And like you said, he's shown that he can dominate in different leagues, AHL, USHL, SM Liga. And clearly uh-huh. it's transitioned yeah. into his rookie season in the National Hockey League. Again, only at 22 years old right now. It's quite incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was right there with Matty Beneers at the, you know, close, close to when it was coming for Calder, uh, you know, call at the end of the season for Calder. And yes, I think, again, like you said, the fantasy value for Michelli takes quite a hit and it falls off quite a bit with those yeah. peripheral stats. Yes. Yes. Um, like 24 hits, 20 blocks, only 61 shots the on shots net. is maybe the most uh, concerning. Yeah. That's the most concerning. Uh, so I, I, I think, you know, sixth, seventh round for me is just way too high for a guy like Kelly right fair. now going into the second you. season because of those peripheral stats. Yeah. I would feel more comfortable around the 16th, 17th mm. round. Just okay, because of okay. those peripheral stats. I think he can probably yeah, yeah. go off and get 60 points playing with Keller and Schmaltz. But yeah. those peripheral stats are so low that it's a big concern. One of my faults, and, you know, deal with me here, people, while I give the previews out every single day on this show <laughs> is – because I have so much invested on my keeper dynasty teams, right? Yeah. I've got money. I've got time. I've got two different keeper dynasty leagues that I've been running now for nine seasons. So sometimes, steel, I'm at fault of giving my lens of predictions strictly from the keeper dynasty side of things. Because when it comes to Matthias Macelli, Mace- oh my God, here Michelli, we go. Michelli. Michelli. <laughs> we'll, Michelli. Get it, we'll, get we'll get there. Mark Giordano's birthday is coming up. I'll be on point. <laughs> is remembering that not everyone is in that keeper dynasty forum. And this is a player that he is probably a keeper in a lot of keeper dynasties, especially deeper ones, but I'd be definitely willing to take him a lot higher in those formats. And I'll leave it at this deal. The Arizona coyotes still have some offensive punch. It's just at the end of the day, what we just said about his shot total. Yeah. Maybe. If he does find that confidence and settle in as an everyday NHLer, shooting the puck comes with a lot more success. It doesn't always work that way, and it doesn't always happen. But if he does find that confidence and shoot that biscuit a lot more, I'll be very intrigued to see what that means for his overall like success in the NHL and fantasy-wise. But why don't you take us over to break, and let's have a little conversation about a player that you and I actually, together, I know I talked a little bit by myself, you have as well on a solo episode, Connor Bedard, let's have a little chit-chat about also what his impact will be in Chicago. Number one overall draft pick in the 2023 NHL draft. And again, 
I think everybody is quite excited to see I what am. he can do. You know, again, his NHL debut is going to be just one for the history books. Sort of, I, I'm anticipating like an Ooh, Austin. Matthews I knew you were going to say it. debut. I knew it's it. going to be it's going to be incredible. We're all excited. Ooh. We will get to Connor Bedard and his fantasy hey. value for next season. But thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Hit that subscribe. Hit the follow button. We appreciate you all out there tuning in Monday through Friday, seven o'clock in the morning. This is when you can find the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And where you can find Connor Bedard next season is on the Chicago Blackhawks roster, playing probably mm-hmm. with the likes of Taylor Hall, Andreas Anthony, see you maybe a little action with Corey Perry if uh, if he gets hit Ooh. a little too hard in the corners. But this is this is going to be real fun to watch because last so. year it was just such an abysmal season. I, I felt so bad for Jonathan Taves. I felt so bad for Patrick Kane, mm, mm, mm. Uh, you know, a few other guys that were on the team as well. It, it was just a, a very poor season for Chicago. Everything that's happened with the Chicago franchise over the last number of years between off-ice scandals, on-ice poor performances, bad decisions in the front office. I've actually never been to a Chicago Blackhawks game, but I have seen sports in Chicago. That is a hardcore sports town. And you and I have mentioned it, a cornerstone franchise in the NHL. This team isn't going to be on the downslide for long, and the page has now officially been turned. Do I know or do you know, maybe if you do, I want to hear what this means for the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm still thinking with Peter Morazic doing that butterfly backstroke in the crease and whoever else they have in there, it's going to be a long season. But when I look at what they've done up front steel, I think they've done a really good job at focusing on giving Connor Bedard the best possible chance to come into the NHL, have no one bother them because you're going to have Nikki Felino and Corey Perry coming over the top rope to tear your ear off (laughs) if you go anywhere near this player. Also, let's not forget Taylor Radish plays with edge. Lucas Reichel has some really, really high ceiling. He's not going in there with duds, and he's not going to get pushed around. So the Blackhawks front office needs kudos due. And I think actually, Steele, again, I'm going to take my keeper dynasty hat off because he's obviously going first overall in those. That's not, uh, let's put that on the shelf. (laughs) I need to ask you, what are you doing with Connor Bedard and his draft position? Because I think a year to year league, like, like let's not remember, we're not going to get him in his second year where he might go off even more. Let's temper expectations and really zone in on what he's getting here. I'm going to say 60 points and I'm still really happy with his output. I'd be very happy with his output and I'll try to compare it to this because I don't know exactly where Austin Matthews fell in his rookie season uh, in fantasy leagues and fantasy drafts, Fair, but Austin Matthews in his rookie season, 40 goals, 69 points. And yeah, again, Connor Bedard is on the level of like Connor McDavid. It seems like, it seems like those gen- again, generational players. So I don't want to go, I don't want to take a full stretch and say that he's going to put up McDavid numbers in his rookie season if he played the full season. Right. But right. I, I think I think I could see 75 points from Connor okay. Bedard, yeah. over 250 shots. Um, okay. And then obviously the blocks and hits, that's obviously going to fluctuate a little bit. But I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised with 30, 35 goals, 75 okay. points, finishes, yeah, probably with uh, over 250 shots on net. Uh, a couple power play goals here and there, but 
I don't know. This is it, though, like, right? Where do you think? Where hey. do you think? Eighth round, well, seventh round? So here's the thing. The man is five foot ten, And we are clearly, I just talked about the front office recognizing that he's going to need some protection. Because yeah. you know there hasn't been many players hyped up. You mentioned McDavid. Other than him, not many guys have had this much attention. So you know there's a lot of players in the league coming for Connor Bedard's numbers. You can guarantee that. You know what, Steele? I actually, now that you've said that and watching everything we've said about Connor Bedard and actually buying into everything that I just said about what they've done to kind of pad around him, I do want to see 70 points from Connor Bedard. And I Mm -hmm. would actually not want to risk letting him slide only because you mentioned what Connor McDavid would have done in his first year if not for that really awful injury. Yeah. So I'm going to say I don't want to let him slide much past that seventh round. I'd be happy grabbing him in the seventh round. And the only other reason I would be worried is make sure if you are doing that, he's not going to be throwing the body this year. He's not going to be blocking shots. If he gets that part of his game going, it'll be like Matthews in that fourth, fifth, sixth season. So make sure you're augmenting the rest of your roster, knowing that you're getting pure shots and points and goals out of Bedard. And I think I think six, seventh, eighth round is pushing it a little bit, but six and seventh is exactly where he should, should probably like be it. falling. And, and like I, you it. know what? I'll compare it to a, what Jordan Kyrou finished with this year. Okay. Kyrou finished with thirty-seven goals, thirty-six assists, eleven power play goals, twelve power play assists. I don't know how good the yeah. power play is going to be in Chicago, so that might well, have some effect. But yeah. Kyrou finished with over 35 goals, over 70 points, over mm-hmm. 250 shots. Yeah. It only had 14 hits and 35 blocks, and he finished 70th in Yahoo Fantasy rankings. So that's around the seventh round, and that's yep. where I think exactly Connor Bedard will fall in his in his rookie year. And you know what, Steele? I got to leave it at this because you know me when I get on my guys. <laughs> if Lucas Reichel forms any kind of chemistry with Connor Bedard, you're going to be thanking me when you drafted him. And I, you know, this is one of those situations. It could burn you, but I'll be one of those guys taking a little bit of a risk on Lucas Reichel as well. A little bit farther down the draft board, of course, he's not Connor Bedard, but he's going to be one of those young, you know how I like taking my young guns in my last two or three picks. Like I'm talking back end of the draft. Do not sleep on Lucas Reichel. He's going to be playing with Taylor Hall and Bedard. I got to be taking a risk on him. So I got to throw that out there. You know me. Hashtag Coprofetti. Hashtag Seth Jarvis. Hashtag Connor Bedard as well. You hey. love those players out there. Seth Jarvis and Coprofetti, the boys hey. out here. Hey, Seth Jarvis They're is going to have a big year. I'm telling you. I'm saying it they again. Are. They are. I was, was wrong last impressive. year. I'll be he right this year. He was very impressive in the postseason. I will give you That's that. So I expect big things from him next season as Appreciate well. He needs that. to start off. Uh, a little bit better, shall, Much I, better. Shall, shall we say. So <laughs> I agree with you on that. Seth Jarvis, one of our boys here on the Locked On Podcast. We yes. love him in Fantasy Hockey Leagues. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find our episodes. Have a great day out there. Good luck with all your summer bets, and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.